0: Going to that that you know UPW gave me the confidence and just that unstoppable attitude to be like I'm going to make this bloody work one way or another no matter what and nothing is going to stop me and it was really just about self belief really and self trust and self confidence.
1: These are the stories of average people who've massively changed their lives from a Tony Robbins event, and oh my goodness, 22 episodes in, and I'm so amazed that I I continue to be able to share just the range of different stories that come out of Tony's events is just incredible, and I just yeah I'm I'm thankful for everyone who listens every week. It's just. Incredible to see the amount of people that are listening into this podcast all over the world and Tony's following is certainly huge and I'm sure there's many millions more stories to be told. And look, the date with destiny stories have been a work in progress and will be coming to you in the next couple of weeks. I've been putting them all together which has been incredibly fun and just very interesting as well. So episode 22 today and we've got Olivia Powell from Sydney and Olivia shares her story of, of UPW, the same UPW that I went to uh, a, a, nearly a year ago now and Olivia really had a, a moment of realisation there and and she managed to get out of the job that wasn't really serving her and she saw the pain of what that would cause in the future if if she didn't handle that at the moment so just another incredible story and olivia shares a bit more about her coaching work as well towards the end of the story and yeah this has been a wonderful journey and i'm looking forward to bringing you many more stories enjoy the episode olivia Powell, welcome to the tony robbins impact podcast
0: thank you so much for having me i'm so excited.
1: That's great. I'm, I'm glad you're excited. I'm, I'm excited every week to bring people <laughs> these incredible stories and uh, life-changing transformations, and we all, we all know what, uh, what these events can bring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been listening to some of your episodes, and I just I love hearing different diff people's takeaways from what they've experienced, you know, like what's stuck with them and all that sort of thing like it. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Cool.
1: For sure, everyone's everyone's story is unique, isn't it? So um, yeah, so different. What what exactly? Uh, well, I guess what, what was the um, start of your personal development journey? And um, yeah, tell me a bit about yourself as well. Uh, growing up and some maybe some key life events that you have um, have sort of led you to Tony's work and personal development in general.
0: Wow, that's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Big question. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how did I come about learning about Tony? Um, Okay, so I'd heard his name here and there growing up. So, by the way, guys, I'm 28, um, female living in Australia. So I'd heard about Tony Robbins. I'd heard the name, but to be honest with you, I had not been very familiar with what he does, who he is, anything like that. Um, And it wasn't until I reached a point in my life where I was so – desperate for change that like I'll I'll paint the picture so I'm a registered nurse Um, I had been a shift worker for a couple of years at this point realized that I didn't want to be in the hospital full-time anymore because I was burnt out and decided to get a job outside of the hospital for a private company working as an occupational health nurse and for this company that I worked for it was about an hour away from where I lived and the days were really, really long. So I had basically thought that I'd hit the jackpot because it was like in the mining industry. I thought, oh, the money is good. You know, it's Monday to Friday and it's not shift work. Woohoo, life is good. Anyway, turns out wasn't quite the case. <laughs> so even though I'd left the hospital, I was working super long hours. I was driving sometimes four hours a day. And there was actually quite a, quite a lot of isolation with this job. So I was required to go onto mining sites in these health vans and run medicals all day on my own for like eight hours, sometimes 10 hours. And then you might have the um, driving on top of that to get to and from the office and then to and from home. So sometimes, you know, the days turn into like 12 hour days, rarely 16, but they were pretty long. And sometimes I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning. So what I thought that I had changed my life for the better turned out that I was still just as unhappy, if not more unhappy, because I took this big risk and it didn't feel like it paid off and so here I was sitting in these health bands at like 6 in the morning, freezing my little tushy off, feeling the cold through my, you know, steel cap boots, and I had these high-vis shirts on and jeans, and anybody that knows me knows how feminine I am. <laughs> and so dressing up like this, one, felt extremely masculine for the kind of woman that I am, and two, it just felt like I was living someone else's life. And as time went on, even though I was grateful for the job, you know, I was paying my bills and I was able to use my nursing registration and all this. I was I was missing something inside. I was deeply unhappy. I'd spent, you know, I'd gone straight from year 12 straight into uni, did my degree, came out, did my um, um, transitional program. For anyone that doesn't know, it's kind of like extra study, but in the workplace worked a bit you know, done my mood with free degree, did a transition program again. Like it was just work, 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 work. And I got to this point and I was like, holy crap, I'm unfulfilled. I'm unhappy. You know, it didn't give me what I was hoping for. It wasn't the image in my mind. And I'm like, I'm in my late 20s and I'll go into more about my personal story about relationships and stuff in a sec. But I was sitting in this health van in the middle of nowhere and I was on my own and I was pumping out these medicals every hour And if I was really quick, I could finish the medicals. Instead of within 60 minutes, I could do it in 45. And then I'd hop onto the laptop and I'd be researching how to make yourself happy, (laughs) pretty much. And I was like searching for more meaning, how to get out of um, a shitty situation, you know, Googling all this sort of stuff just because I was just so desperate. And I didn't want to keep feeling like this anymore because I'd felt like this for the majority of my 20s. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And so I'm sitting at the laptop looking outside. It's all dust and gravel and dirt and, you know, sweaty men coming in for their medicals, um, and all this sort of stuff. And so once I started giving this stuff, this guy called Tony Robbins popped up and he had this sort of funny voice. And I was like, who's this guy? You know, and he had some, you know, motivational, inspirational content on there. And I'm thinking, okay. And I'm listening and I'm listening. And, you know, before I knew it, I was listening. I could actually rack up about an hour, maybe or so a day of listening to Tony Robbins in between running my appointments, So it wasn't actually affecting my work. I was very good at it. I was getting it done. But then I was having some spare time to actually, I guess, not, I guess, prevent myself from going into a very deep, dark hole, you know, because I felt really stuck. I felt like I had no options available to me. And so I I learned about this man and I started listening to his stuff and I was like, this guy's incredible. Why have I not thought this way before? You know, I have the power to. And so I'm sitting there and I swear I've watched probably nearly, no, that's a lie. I was going to say everything is ever done, but that's not quite right. But, you know, and it was, it started to become the thing that I lived for every day because I wasn't getting up out of bed, happy or passionate, feeling creative, feeling excited about what the day was going to bring. I was thinking, holy crap, I've got to, I feel like a slave to my job and, It's making me miserable. It's making me time poor. I've got no work-life balance. I'm on my own. And when I did work with my colleagues, you know, they're not my sort of people and I just felt totally out of place and my existing friends weren't understanding what I was going through. And so for me, Tony Robbins was really my lifeline at that point. And I wouldn't say I was diagnosed with any depression or anything like that, but i tell you what, if I hadn't have found him and his work, I think that, you know, I would be in a very different place now. So that's kind of how I discovered him. And then, um, and yeah, as I said, I was, like, living to hear his voice and what he had to say. And then it started to change, like, you know, my way of thinking things. And I started to realize, okay, there's more for me out there. There's other things that are possible. And even though my gut, I knew that, I just didn't tap into it until I listened to Tony. Mm. And, yeah, and so I saw on Netflix that he had this um, show called I'm Not Your Guru. And I thought, heck, I'm going to watch it. And I was on my own one day. And once again, <laughs> sitting on my couch, watching this. And I like felt like I went through this massive journey, just sitting on my couch in my house that I, you know, would do every night when I came home. And I laughed. I got excited. I cried. I wished that I was in that moment there with those people. I was like, they're my sort of people. That's my sort of tribe. Why can't I meet people like that? You know? And um And I, at the end of it, I was so touched and I was so happy that I watched it on my own. So I recommend to anybody that is hearing this right now, please watch I'm Not Your Guru by yourself. I don't recommend watching it for the first time with anyone because that way you can really be present and you can really think and feel the way you need to without anybody else's influence and worrying about, you know, anyone in your house, what they think of you or how you're going to react or, you know, put it down or anything like that. Like I would recommend just sitting there being completely open-minded and just absorbing yourself into it. And for me, that was a game changer because I was like, even though I know that, you know, he's right about a lot of things and it, it touched my soul, it was like I need to go and see him. <laughs> like yeah. I know I needed to. And at that point, my goal was just that. Keep my job, go see Tony. So yeah. I looked up on Google, you know, Tony Robbins, when, when is he coming to Australia? And then I found out, holy crap, he's coming to Australia in Sydney In September, which was last year, 2018, and the first thing I did, I looked at how much the ticket price was. I looked at the cheapest one because I thought, oh, it's going to be mega expensive, and I saw that it was $800. Now, for me, I thought that was a crap load of money because I was like, you know, I've been to concerts. they might be $200 at the the most, you know, for an evening or whatever, and and I thought $800, I could put that towards so many different things, you know, and your, your brain starts to take over and you start to try and talk yourself out of it. And I am denied about purchasing the ticket for literally maybe like a couple of weeks actually. It was probably a little bit too long than what I'm comfortable to admit. <laughs> <laughs> and um and in the end, I don't know what it had what I had, but I just had like this epiphany, and I was like, Olivia, if you don't go, you're gonna regret this forever. And I was like, I knew I was gonna get something out of that, and I was so desperate and hungry for change. I was like, I'm just gonna buy it. I'm gonna find a way to pay for it. You know, I was working in the mining industry, I wasn't getting paid as well as a miner, but it wasn't bad for a nurse. So I was mm. like screw it I'm gonna buy it and so I did and some of my friends thought I was crazy because they're like one you don't know this guy very well two it's eight hundred dollars like it's nearly a grand and it was over six months away and I think just for the people that I was around they just didn't quite understand it but for me I was like at that point I was just gonna do anything to get out of my situation and um I bought the ticket and definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life
1: yeah for sure that's uh that's a common theme on this uh, on this program. So <laughs> you've uh, you're sitting in the middle of nowhere. I know what that's like, by the way. I've I've worked in in mining and, and similar. Have you roles? Yeah, it, I, I I actually I won't go into it because I'm interviewing you, but <laughs> I grew up <laughs> in a small mining town, actually. Yeah. In uh, in Western Australia. So um I, I do know what that's like. So you, you're sitting there. You've you feel burnt out, isolated yeah uh unfulfilled
0: mm-hmm. you're
1: you're explain. doing this job that you don't you maybe you thought was going to be different to what it was and
0: mm.
1: and you're in the middle of nowhere what mm-hmm. what drove you to seek out uh, i mean obviously you weren't happy, but a lot of people accept would accept that situation and mm. stick with it for forty years and get the you know the good benefits at the end of it when um, you know, life's nearly over. So what what drove you to go from, no, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to look to create a, a better life.
0: The nail in the coffin for me was when one of my educators, and I won't say her name just out of respect and privacy, but, you know, we we're on a shift together one day. It was after handover. And um, I can't quite remember the conversation down to the T, but she said, you know, I missed out on raising all my three kids, And she's like, but now I get to help out with my grandkids. And I just thought, I don't want that. I don't want to, like if when I have a family or if I have a family, I don't want to feel like I've had that part of my life taken away just to have my career. I want to find a way that I can do something that makes me passionate and fulfilled and helps me live the life that I want to live, not the life that I feel chained or forced to conform to live because it's expected by everyone around me Mm. and so for me that just oh my god it just like touched me very deeply I was like holy crap I don't I can't I feel I just felt such sadness for her because I was like she's missed out on so much you know she missed out on when her kids walked and you know did this and that for the first time and you know their teen years because she was a full-time shift worker for 50 years and now only now she said she wants to try and make up for it by looking after her grandkids and I just thought that's not the same thing.
1: Mm. It's uh you almost saw, saw how painful, mm. I guess, some th- aspects of life might be if you didn't make change, right?
0: That's it. And she regretted it. And I was like, okay, I'm learning from her. Like I'm learning mm. through observation and other people's experiences. I don't have to be the person that goes through the same experiences to learn those lessons. I can look at her life and go, what can I learn from that? So I don't end up in that position.
1: Yeah. So mm. what happened you've you've gone you've gone I'm not going to accept that you've you've sought out a mentor essentially essentially you've I'm assuming you've um been influenced by a lot of other people but you've consumed a lot of consumed a lot of Tony's content but tell me about the seminar how did that how did that rattle you because I'm assuming it did
0: yeah, it did. Um, okay, so just to set the scene, long story short, I had come out of a an engagement and I was in the midst of a legal battle with my ex-fiance. And I had realized in that time that I actually, you know, through learning about Tony Robbins and Cara albu Labor and a few other people that I admired, I was like, huh, life coaching. They're all considered a life coach. And so I looked up, what is a life coach? Once again, I heard about it in school, didn't look it up, wish I had, but you know, that happens. Obviously I'm meant to be on this path for a reason, looked it up and the first website that came up that was close to me, I just called and long story short, I signed up not knowing where it would take me, what would happen. And so I think that was in the February of last year. And then you know, the more I learned about Tony Robbins and he kind of helped me, you know, pull me through that dark period somewhat bought the ticket and went to Unleash the Power Within in Sydney, Australia, and didn't know what to expect. Um, I, Or actually, no, that's not true. I had looked on YouTube how to prep for the event, like what to expect a little bit, you know, here and there, but I could only find so much. There wasn't as much as what I was hoping for because I'm a bit of like a type A personality. I like to, you know, typical nurse, very practical, practical, wanting to get, you know, their ducks in a row and figure things out before they happen sort of thing and um, just anticipate stuff. And so, you know, they said, you've got to play full out and all these different terms. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And, and all this. And I thought, you know what, I can't know everything before I go. I've just got to go and experience it and immerse myself in it. And whatever comes of it comes of it. You know, I didn't put too much pressure on it, but I was secretly desperate for something. And so it was four days long and I went and it was funny because I kind of went in a bit sheepish thinking, you know, what's this going to be like? Like, is this going to be like a bit of a cult or is this going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, I just thought it'd be lots of people. I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect. I just felt very uneasy, but excited at the same time. And, you know, for people that have been, Tony takes you on this huge journey and transformation emotionally and physically like there were long days And I really gave my 100%. I thought I paid $800, which to me seemed like a lot of money at the time. I'm like, I want to get something out of this. So I'm going to give myself 100% effort and see where it lands me. And so I think at that point, I knew I wanted to be a life coach. I had an idea of of what area and what niche I wanted to work in. But I was really scared to take the leap because I was really worried about people judging me and not understanding my journey. And a lot of it I'd kept secret from people that I knew and I was scared that they were going to think less of me or think differently about me. And I really needed that fire up my butt (laughs) to really take the leap and just trust and just believe that if it's aligned and it's right, it can't be wrong. Mm. And so I think going to that, that you know, UPW gave me the confidence and just that unstoppable attitude to be like i'm going to make this bloody work one way or another no matter what and nothing is going to stop me and Mm. it was really just about self-belief really and self-trust and self-confidence
1: yeah so what's what's different about what's i guess powerful about that that seminar and what were some of the specific uh, i guess moments or Mm. tools that you've you've got got out of it
0: Ooh, another good question. Um, Okay, so there's a few things I got out of it. I think realising – so the six human needs helped me learn more about myself and humans in general. And so the six human needs is about how people attain either connection, significance, certainty, variety, growth and contribution. And, you know, because I've always loved psychology. I studied a bit of it in, in high school in Melbourne Um, don't quite know why I didn't pursue that further because I really did find that absolutely fascinating and I loved it. Um, And I think that's why I've gravitated to life coaching a bit as well. But once I kind of understood what that was all about and how people try to obtain those um, qualities, um, whether it be in a resourceful or an unresourceful way, I started to understand more about me. I started to understand more about people, but I also started to understand about my ex who had been – had had a massive, significant influence on me for those, you know, nearly seven years. And so, yeah, like that was pretty impactful. And the other thing that was impactful was I knew I wanted to start a business and I knew I wanted to become a coach, but I didn't really know how to do that apart from just getting the certification. And so Tony taught about the ultimate success formula and there's five steps to that. And the first one was like know your outcome. The second one was know your reasons why. The third one was take massive action. The fourth one was know what you're getting. And the fifth one was change your approach or be flexible, so to speak. And so to me, that kind of just like helped me focus on what I actually had to do. Like I had to know what the outcome was going to be. And I had to think big picture, not play small Olivia anymore, but play big Olivia. You know, I get, in my opinion, in my beliefs, I get one life and I need to play full out, which means give 100% guys who don't know that term, but I'm sure most of you do if you listen to this podcast. And I knew I just didn't want to waste my life. And I knew I didn't want to get at the end of it and have major regrets. And so that was a big strategy for moving away from pain. And in, and once again, instead of focusing on the pain, I really wanted to focus on the pleasure and what that looked like. And so learning that formula helped me understand what that was exactly, like knowing my outcome in my business and what sort of impact I wanted to make and how I wanted to to feel on a daily basis, how I want to feel when I look back on my life, how did I spend those years and those months, you know, and all of that, like how did I, you know, interact with people around me? I don't want to just have a meaningless life. I really wanted to make something of it. And I was at the time, but it wasn't the right aligned life for me. I really felt like I was living someone else's life. Um, And so, yeah, learning that really helped me, but also learning about the power of beliefs. I didn't realise at the time but I had a, a ton of limiting beliefs going on, which I thought were facts or were real, you know, because I'd taken them on from other people and I just thought people have worked this out. This is the same for me, when in actual fact it wasn't. And so I busted through a lot of those beliefs um, at Tony's UPW by, you remember that book that they gave us, that booklet, and we had to write down what our belief was and then why it wasn't true? Yeah. Yeah, so I really went hell for leather with that because I, I knew that something had to change and that thing had to be me and the thing between my ears which is my brain and so the other major thing I learned from Tony was actually changing your state which is a big one for me I needed to interrupt those negative patterns and then create like a more empowering you know reality for myself and learn how to control that not just sink into a negative vibe and stay there and then just hope that I get out of it a few hours later I was like I want to be able to control that switch like Tony can You know his his major at self mastery. Why can't I do that? You know, and that's what he kind of teaches you. You can do that. And so I was like, why did I think I was any different? You know, Mm. and from um and you know what he conditioned us. You know, at the actual UPW experience, like he had the big booming music. He had everyone in high peak state, all of that. And so one of the big takeaways I got from that too was actually downloading a lot of those songs and that music from that experience and put it in my gym list. So when I go to the gym. I can feel like, you know, my skin like I don't know, I can feel like the hair starting to spike up when I start to reach like a peak in the song. And then I just sure. like, yeah, I just like pump it out on the treadmill, you know.
1: Yeah, I uh, I definitely get a similar feeling listening to certain songs. Absolutely. Uh, from, from the event. Yeah. <laughs> it it's funny, uh rush. one of my previous guests talks about uh beliefs. She says she said beliefs are the lies you tell yourself and uh no belief right, can be so. no belief can be proven so it's just a belief so um one of it's similar it's pretty much what tony was saying like it's just a story and Absolutely. if you can ch- change a belief you change everything you change the way you approach something you change the actions you take you're going to change the outcome because you're believing in a different way what uh i guess exactly you You wanted to get out of that job um yeah did you did you did u p w uh help you make a decision or take some action towards you know fully investing in the business and and moving toward that
0: oh my god a hundred percent yes, so i took pardon me i took a lot of things away from that um I did leave that job took me a bit of time. I had a lot of attachments there and I had to kind of, yeah, once again, change my neurology. So I could actually do that, not thinking I've got to stay there. and That's what people expect me to do and all this sort of stuff. And so I left that job and I got a job that was literally five minutes from my house. (laughs) It suited my needs a lot better um, and I'm a lot happier there. And only recently did I cut back my hours so I can work more in my business because I launched that properly in December last year. So part of Tony Robbins was actually gaining the confidence to start my own podcast to help women, you know, in the niche that I'm working in, which I'll mention in a minute. And so December was the launch date. And so, yeah, like that's been doing really well. I've got lots of positive feedback about it and I've just loved it. And so I've started coaching and I got my business coach in January, literally the day after UPW finished. I knew that I had to work on my health and like I didn't realize how precious my energy was and I was – being drained a lot by a lot of things in my life. And so the day after, I travelled back up to Newcastle, which is two hours north of Sydney, and I signed up to the gym and I got a personal trainer. That was like the first day after, and I haven't missed a week since December last year, and it's now the 2nd of May, except when I've been sick here and there. Um, But I've made that conscious decision to make it a habit and to give my all to that area as best I can with managing you know, lots of stuff that's going on right now, including paying clients and my own business coach and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, all your social medias and all that sort of stuff around the business. So that was a big thing. But more importantly than that, I think it was actually learning how to properly meditate through um, the usage of Tony's priming um, meditation goal setting sort of thing. That's 15 minutes on YouTube. Um, That was a massive game changer for me. And I even find now that if I don't do it in the mornings, like, it just changes my day and it doesn't feel quite right.
1: <laughs> Is it the gratitude that, or just yeah. the, whole, the whole thing?
0: Well, for people that don't know the priming, so it goes for 15 minutes and it kind of gets you more conscious of your body and stills your mind. And I actually really like the guided meditation because my mind does wander a lot and I find, I find it hard to concentrate on one thing at a time and really sit there for 15 minutes and just think about one thing. So being forced to sit there for 15 minutes and have him kind of guide me through it, that was really helpful. And so it's a bit of mindfulness, meditation, gratitude, visualisation and also goal setting. And so it has all of that in one for me. And that's why I find it so effective and different things pop up literally nearly every time I do it. You know, you'll have things rotate around like, You know, the UPW experience for me has been one of the top things I've been grateful for. That's just popped up into my conscious mind or unconscious mind when I've been doing it multiple times. That's why I know I have to go back again. Um, And so, yeah, that's been a huge game changer for me, my energy, my mindset, my state, all of it, and it's had a huge flow-on effect. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And going back to how you said uh, when you were looking at that event and you were thinking of paying for it and it seemed like a lot, I bet after those four days, you were not even considering the price of it, right? You just, you just know it's five, to, whatever. I, I, I was saying to my friend afterwards that that could have been five times as much as it was. Yes. And it was worth it. Like it, it's yeah. such a, it seems like a huge amount, and um, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I want people to see that it's, it's literally changes everything.
0: Absolutely. Like the fact that you just said, you thought it was like worth so much more than that. That's, I was singing his praises when I got home and I was like, Oh my gosh, I thought $800 was a lot. Are you crazy? I would have paid three plus like that amount. You know what I mean? If I knew what I was getting Mm -hmm. and it's such a huge investment to really, Like in, you know, it's only $800 and I look at it now, I'm like, that's so cheap compared to what he delivers and what you go through. Like, it's, it's really not that it's very small when you really think about it, because it can be a life changing experience if you are ready for it and you allow it to be. And so I think at the end of the day, if you are investing in yourself, there's nothing really better than that, because, you know, that $800 has changed the trajectory of my life forever. And if I had known it I would have done that, I would have done it a lot sooner. I would have paid a lot more money for it, you know, if I knew that. But you know, that was my path. I wasn't supposed to, and I accept that, and that's fine. I've made. I'm happy with that, you know. But mm. yeah, I got the cheapest ticket possible because I thought at least if I'm there, I'm there. And yeah. best decision ever. Best decision for ever. No regrets. Not even a smidge. Nothing.
1: For sure, it's it's incredible how it changes everything and. And uh, brings you closer to some incredible people. It
0: really does, yeah. And, like, even that network on Facebook, you know. Um, I've met so many wonderful souls through that Facebook group because you don't meet everyone when you're there. You meet the people that are around you in your little, you know, seated area and stuff like that. And so that's why I love the Facebook group because I have met so many wonderful people. And, like, my whole life has turned upside down. And my social social circle has expanded, as I'm sure you've experienced too, Cameron.
1: Mm. Yeah, yes, it's funny how it works. And it's just such a powerful event. And uh, I highly recommend it. So I just want to, you've spoken a little bit about your coaching work and your podcast. I'll give Mm -hmm. you the chance to um, just share a little bit more about specifically what you're up to.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So I'll give a quick little overview because my story can be quite long in this area, but long story short, I was engaged to a man that I consider now to have had either narcissistic personality disorder or a man that had narcissistic traits. Now the disorder was never actually diagnosed by a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but after coming out of that relationship, I realized that I was actually I was abused emotionally and financially and spiritually in every way, but physical pretty much. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And when I did and I figured out what he was, you know, what his issues were, it made a lot of sense because I was in this kind of cloud of confusion when I came out. I didn't understand why it had broken down. I didn't understand, you know, a lot of things that had happened to me, how, you know, I was always blamed for stuff that I didn't really feel like was my fault. And, so I learned more and more about that, and over time, like it kind of kind of became a bit of an obsession, to be honest with you. I just wanted to know more and more and more because the more I learned, the more I realized what kind of tactics he used on me to get me to succumb to what he wanted me to do or to say or to act or to give him or whatever. And so it turned into this little private obsession, and a lot of my friends at the time didn't – well, I had never told them that he was narcissistic. It's just something I discovered on my own, and I was really embarrassed and ashamed that – I had stayed with someone like that for so long and had continued to allow him to subject me, you know, in that way. And so I was really embarrassed and I never at the time thought I was being abused and I didn't think, you know, it was domestic violence or anything like that. But once I actually learnt what strategies and tactics and manipulation things he used on me, it all started to fall into place and it all started to make sense and all the symptoms and the signs matched up like 100%. And so, you know, I was studying life coaching at this point and because I was going through that legal battle with my ex, we had, you know, we virtually were married just without the actual title, you know, we'd lived together, we had properties together, we had bank accounts together, we shared mutual friendship groups, like, all of it except the actual piece of paper, but, you know, we had deposits on our wedding and all this sort of stuff, and so when it was over, I was devastated and also relieved at the same time, and then for two whole years, we were He was threatening to take me to court and, yeah, it was a bit of a horrible time and that's when I discovered Tony. And so I started the life coaching in February. The court stuff or the legal stuff wrapped up in April and it was literally the day after it wrapped up. It was like a thunderbolt had hit me and I just knew that I had to work in this area and it was something that I was trying to deny (laughs) for, like, Mm. a year. It popped up in my mind. I was like, no way. I'm still being triggered by him. I haven't healed myself enough to help other people. Like, no way. You are crazy. Just don't think about it. Push it out of your mind. And it just kept popping up here and there. It was like, it was on a gut level, but I just kept trying not to consciously think about it. I was like, yeah, crazy. And then once it all wrapped up, literally the next day, it was like so much clearer to me. And I felt so much stronger. I felt like I'd cut that cord and I was ready now for the next chapter. Because two years is a long time to kind of feel stuck and wait for something to happen. And so at that point, I spent six months every weekend writing on my laptop, writing episodes for the podcast, writing this, that and the other posts, all this sort of stuff. Nobody knew about it. And then until December after, you know, I'd been to Tony Robbins and I had got the confidence to kind of like go, boom, it's happening. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I came about doing this sort of work. So um, it's pretty amazing. And it has, you know, it's it's ticked all the boxes that I wanted that I wasn't getting for my, you know, nursing and midwifery career. It's fulfilling and I'm, it's super passionate. I'm super passionate about it. I can do it all day long. I love it. Um, I love, you know, my clients. I love helping them. I love digging deeper and because I know where they're at, like I've been through all those stages and if I can help someone cut the time, like at the end of the day, you've got to go through it. You've got to feel the pain, but rather than remaining in that space for like, years on end and not making any progress or seeing the light or getting, you know, progressing and perhaps falling into other toxic relationships and toxic patterns. Like if I can help someone avoid all of that, I'm I just feel so honored. Like it's it's definitely my calling. I feel like I've found the thing I'm meant to do. And I love it. And that's why I got the business coach who's been phenomenal and has just changed well, she's kind of like I started the business, but she like it really wasn't there until she came on board, you know, mm. and um, yeah, it's been life changing for me and it's been life changing for others. And it's and I now feel fulfilled and I have a purpose and I feel like I'm living the right life now. It's like the mm. complete opposite picture to what I had just a few years ago.
1: Those those big moments of clarity are, are, are so incredible, aren't they? yeah you, powerful, like you said, once that court uh once it was all over, the court case and everything, and that lightning bolt hit hit you and mm-hmm. you, yeah it's, it's I can hear it in your voice, you feel so- you're so passionate about who you're working <laughs> with which and who you're serving, which is really powerful, yeah, so I really wonderful.
0: do, yeah, and I've got like this little support group going on on Facebook and they're just they're just beautiful women, like, and I've received so much support. And it's the fu- you know. The funny thing is, is, like, after all of that, I came out. Like, I had to obviously at some point say, yeah, I've got a business where I help women overcome narcissistic and toxic relationships and all this. And this overwhelming support I got was, like, unbelievable. And I'm thinking, why was I so worried about being judged? You know, why was I so fearful? Like, mm-hmm. there really was nothing to be afraid of. And even if I was judged and whatever else, who cares? You know, this is not their journey. This is not their story. It's not for them. And that's fine. Like, it's not the end of the world. And it doesn't have to stop you from doing what truly feels right for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. That fear can really overcome the actions we take. And and Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I'm super passionate about with doing these podcasts and sharing stories of, uh, you know, the evidence, I guess, of Tony's work is that when you're in the room with him all of your fears go away and yeah and you take the actions and you get closer to your truth and that's you essentially too. at the end of the day what it is it's like there's so much fear around us in every moment mm. of of failing of succeeding of you know you, there's there's just the fear can overcome us mm. and when you're in that room you, you 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 leave the 4 days or the 6 days or whatever program you do and you know exactly what you need to do and and that's what life's about, you know, like finding your truth, finding your calling and, and it really sounds like you've found that as well.
0: Yeah, I'm very fortunate and you were right. I liked when you just said you get closer to your truth and that's the thing, like I didn't really realise everyone's truth is so different from one another. You know, what's right for you might not be right for me, what's right for me might not, not be right for you. Like you don't have to live by everyone else's ideas and standards. Like you need to really tap in to your own intuition and what is really right for you as a person and what you really want, not what you think you want, you know. And, yeah, it, it, is, it is life-changing and it is something that, you know, you'll carry around with you. Like once you have all those realisations and, you know, you let down those blocks and those barriers at the event and you do play full out and you shake that ass and whatever else, walk on fire and whatnot, you really do realise, wow, I'm capable of so much and I really do have a lot of choice in my life and you can take the easy road what seems like the easy road at the time, but that's actually the hard road because you're ending up in a place that you probably don't want to be at the end of the day or the end of your life. And so having the courage to kind of do what you really do feel called to do, like that is actually easier in a lot of respects because, you know, you're going to end up feeling like you're meant to be feeling, you know, we're meant to be happy and living our living to the fullest in this life. We're not supposed to be wasting our time and our lives away waiting it mm. for it to be over or waiting for the weekend or waiting for this next holiday. Like you can enjoy life every day. You may not enjoy life all day every day because we're human and feelings are fleeting, but, you know, you can enjoy life every day. and it's For mm-hmm. that
1: as well, especially. And one thing you just shared sort of kind of leads me to my final question. But before I ask my final question, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a, uh, somewhere people can find you if they want more information about your work?
0: Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and that's enough for now because it's I'm quite active on those (laughs) platforms. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Instagram, my account is called Overcoming Narcissism and I'm very active on Instagram stories like I'm there every day. So you can see a bit about my life and the work I do behind the scenes, my beautiful clients, all this sort of stuff. Um, And I try and post as much as I can on there. But you'll notice it's all red. That's my theme. It's very feminine. Like I hang out there a lot. So send me a DM, say, Hey, if you listen to this, let me know. Um, so I'm on there and I'm on Facebook as well. So my actual support group, and it's a female support group because my niche is working with women. Not that I say no to men, but, um, I find that women in these situations are more likely to reach out for help, um, and ask for support and that sort of thing. So, uh, and my marketing is very feminine. So, you know, naturally it affects, uh, attracts women. Um, so that group is called Overcoming Narcissistic Relationships with Olivia. And on YouTube, I think it's uh Overcoming Narcissistic yeah, Relationships with Olivia or Overcoming Narcissism with Olivia or something like that. But um, my podcast, funnily enough, hasn't been updated yet, which is where the real good stuff is. Um, free, awesome, valuable content. And that is my old business name, which is the Red Velvet Woman, but that will be changing to Overcoming Narcissism with Olivia once again. I'm trying to keep it somewhat the same across all the platforms, but it can be hard because, yeah, sometimes they cut
1: names short and stuff. But, yeah,
0: that's where you guys will find me.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I I can put a link, especially to the podcast. uh, Yeah, that's my baby. um, Yeah, okay. I I love the artwork and that I had a look at it. And um, yeah, I'll put the links to those in, in if everyone, anyone um, is dealing with anything like that and wants to follow Olivia, yeah, you can do so you. there. But um, I just want to say thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun.
1: So if you had to leave this world and you are spending your final moments with your loved ones, what piece of advice, guidance or a quote do you share?
0: Hmm, um, hmm. I know what quote I would say, but in terms of, okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a few things now. It's just coming to me. So the first one is gratitude. Um, I think being grateful for absolutely everything in your life and even the crappy, shitty stuff, because you're going through that to teach you something and to give you the lessons that you need to learn in order to live a better life from that point on. And so try not to deny yourself from feeling all the negative stuff because you are human. You're meant to be feeling a bit of pain as well because that gives us a contrast to pleasure, you know. And so I think valuing and being grateful for the hard times because I know for me I wasn't a fan of my story but now I absolutely love and embrace my story and I know now that I was meant to go through all of that really hard stuff that you can hear about on my podcast, if you like, to be where I am now. And I couldn't see that at the time. So my advice would be to honour and embrace the season of life that you're in, whether it's good or bad or a mixture of both and, um, and being grateful for it, obviously, because gratitude is, yeah, massive, like it affects our energy, you know, tenfold. But the other thing I would say would be the quote that I love that actually is a Tony Robbins quote is where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on all the bad stuff or you're focusing on not wanting to go to work or you're focusing on, you know, this relationship that you're struggling to fix and nothing you do seems to work and you get blamed for all this sort of stuff and all you know whatnot that I could go into that's what you focus on whereas if you actually focus on what you do want that comes closer to you so if you focus on the bad stuff you'll find that more and more of that stuff starts to happen because it's in your conscious and subconscious mind but if you're focusing on you know once again choosing because it's a choice choosing to focus on the good choosing to focus on the pleasurable stuff and the stuff that you want more of that will be attracted into your life. And I guess, you know, as you can probably tell I'm a fan of um, the law of attraction and manifesting all that sort of thing. And, you know, Tony Robbins goes into that even in great more detail than what I've just said, but that, I think that one quote, if I had to boil it down to anything it would be that for sure. Yep.
1: Mm, really nice. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your words. And, and it's been a pleasure talking to you, Olivia.
0: Thank you so much, Cameron. I really appreciate it.